0: disney blues disney on demand is on the air now here's
1: your host jonathan johnson all right all you d heads so i'm back once again and you tuned in for another magical installment of disney blues disney on demand and this week for show number 68 for the week of march 27th 2014 we have all kinds of fun because easter is in the horizon Spring is officially here, and with Easter comes the Easter Bunny. And you may remember the Easter Bunny from the Santa Claus 2 and 3 and many other things like Mr. Holland's Opus, the Jay Thomas Show, and more because we have none other than, yes, the radio host, the actor, the comedian, and more. Jay Thomas is stopping in here this week at the show. Jay's going to stop in and talk about a variety of different things. And you may remember Jay as the Easter Bunny from the Santa Claus 2 and 3, Mr. Holland's Opus, as well as being an annual guest on the David Letterman Show, where he always tells his annual story of the Lone Ranger and many other goodies. And this comedic actor is going to be stopping in and sharing all those stories with you this week here at the show. In addition, the D Team is back. That's right, we have the D Team back because no show would be complete without the D Team here. And we have Aaron back as he. He's gonna answer all those questions and dip his hand in that virtual mailbag with I Want to Know. We have Caitlin back giving you the latest of Walt Disney World's resort with WDW and two, and we have Lexi, our D team member from down under, as she's gonna give you a little bit more about our very special guest with this week's Hollywood Walk. We have all kinds of news hot off the D Wire and many other goodies. And since Easter is on the horizon, the Easter Bunny summer, I cannot do anything other than thinking of summer, spring, the ocean, swimming in pools, and having fun. So let's officially kick off show number 68 for the week of March 27th, 2014, by making the whole show summer, tropical, and fun. I'll be right back, all VG heads.
2: Mix it up! Mix it up! We come and tell you life comes our soul To make you get down on the floor The homies kicking down the door All the boys and girls sing along yeah, yeah.
3: There's no place I'd rather be I don't mind that speed all that's in Lingering in the ocean blue And if I had one wish that to I serve till the sun sets
2: Shoot you know all the rest so jump on the let's go. We're done. So that's all. Yeah, yeah. Look up you want me hear like you don't care let me see you spin and roll like, like a propeller, propeller. all my cool oh. up all my crew
3: Sauna. <laughs> uh, uh,
4: uh, uh. Mm-hmm. Big summer blowout, half-off swimming suits, clogs, and a sun balm of my own invention. Yeah.
5: Oh, great. For now, um, how about boots, winter boots, and dresses?
6: That would be in our winter department.
5: Oh. Um, I was just wondering, has another young woman, the queen, perhaps, I don't know, passed through here?
6: Only one crazy enough to be out in this storm is you, dear.
4: Ah. You and this fellow? Woo-hoo. Big summer blowout? Mm. <laughs> Three creaky wooden stairs, those squeaky rocking chairs, the well-worn welcome mat, the lattice vines, the happy times. All I wanna do... when the day is through is linger here on the front porch with you from the wicker swing while the night birds sing we'll watch the fireflies sparkling do some sparking too How the hours fly As the moon drifts by How sweet the air As we stare at the sky front porch with With you you. all I want to do when the day
0: Disney
3: Blues, Disney on demand. You hear that? It's the winds of change.
1: Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson. All right, all of you D-heads, I hope you enjoyed the official kickoff for show number 68 for the week of March 27th, 2014. And we have all kinds of fun as we have Jay Thomas. Yes, from the Jay Thomas Show on Sirius XM, Howard Stern, comedian, actor, the Easter Bunny in the Santa Claus 2 and 3, stopping in here very shortly. And before I officially kick off the show, I do want to give a big birthday shout out to my wife. Yes, it is her birthday today on March 27th. So happy birthday to my wife and the mother of all four of my children. Yes, my crazy motley crew at home and part of the DOD 76 studios. So happy birthday Carrie, make it magical and I hope we're doing that for you. So all of you D-heads, as we officially kick off the show here this week, you may notice my voice is a little bit different. I am really, really sick. Yes, all of you D-heads, I am down under the weather. I have a sore throat fever and more and many of you who have caught me online said i should just skip a show this week but that's not going to happen. I want to make sure that you can have that smile, that little bit of magic for the weekend. We have the D team here, Jay Thomas and more. So I am going to keep the show a little bit shorter here this week because I am so sick. So I'm going to drink some vitamin C and get through the show best we can because Jay is going to be stopping in. You can't go wrong with Jay Thomas. So, you know, I'm excited for that. So before I kick off news, hot off the D wire here this week, I do want to mention all the different ways you can stay connected here at Disney on demand. And first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at DizRadio.com. That's D-I-Z Radio.com. There you can find our complete list of past shows, the archives, connect up with the D-Team, our latest blog posts, and more right there on the website at DizRadio.com. D-I-Z-Radio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney On Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more Just find us as Disney Blue, B-L-U, or Diz Radio, D-I-Z Radio. And remember, you can always get the latest shows right there in the palm of your hand, your device, and more. Just subscribe through iTunes or Stitcher Radio and stay connected with the latest shows that way as well. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, let's just jump right into the news hot off the D-Wire here this week. And how about Disney Interactive's Star Wars Assault Team launching on mobile devices? Yes, after a limited launch earlier this year, Disney Interactive has announced the full launch of its newest mobile game, Star Wars Assault Team the game combines turn-based combat with a card collection experience as players are going to collect and create a team of heroes from Star Wars universe and take them into battle against the world of many villains. Now, Star Wars Assault Team offers original story missions set between Episode 4 and Episode 5 of the Star Wars film franchise. Now, players can start with just a few characters like Han Solo, Chewbacca, and eventually unlock hundreds of characters with the cards from remaining other characters throughout the universe, including Luke Skywalker, Boba Fett, and even Tusken Raiders. Now each card is upgradable and comes with its own stats and special attacks. For instance, Han Solo's Lucky Shot ability can cause more damage than a basic attack, while Chewbacca can go into protective rage, forcing all enemies to attack him and not a weaker teammate. Now this is all new, it is available for your iOS, Google Play, Windows Phone, and Windows Store. You can get all of this Star Wars Assault Team, now available for download, and you can check all of this out, play with it, and have fun. I mean, come on, Star Wars in the palm of your hand? Can't go wrong with that. So, pushing right along in news here this week, yes, if it seems I'm going kind of fast, I am sick, and I'm getting through news, D-Heads. How about Katie Holmes going back to television? Now, you're wondering how is this connected to Disney? Well, Katie Holmes is coming back to TV on ABC. That's right, the former Dawson Creek star Katie Holmes was cuddling up with Minnie Mouse this last week at the Walt Disney World Resort in Florida, as you may have seen announced on a variety of different news sources. Well, the 35-year-old actress is happier than ever as she is going to go ahead and have an all-new show on ABC. That's right, Katie has now signed up to star in a much-hyped pilot for the ABC network by Richard Lagarvenzi, and I hope I pronounced that right, the screenwriter of *Behind the Candelabra*. Now the drama is said to be a bit like *Cruel Intentions*, and you may remember that movie. That was a pretty twisted one, with a diabolical duo making a bet to destroy a woman's perfect image. And the show is said to be in that kind of vein only a bit older for adults. We'll see how that's going to happen, and that is going to be taking place as an all-new pilot coming up this fall on ABC. Now continuing on with TV, how about a TV app from Disney letting travelers browse its vacation offerings? That is correct. A smart TV app is being introduced by the Walt Disney Parks and Resorts this last Thursday to let potential travelers use their remote controls to search vacations at the theme parks, hotels, and cruise ships on packaged tours that's right brad baker director of digital marketing for the walt disney world resorts parks and resorts said the advent of smart or internet connected tvs has created a very interesting space for us since there's a new way for us to be able to tell our stories now the app itself is going to be free and available initially through Samsung smart tv app store and in early april through the lg smart tv app store and on blu-ray players was developed by Brightline, an interactive division agency and technology company based in New York. A 2013 survey by Consumer Electronics found that Americans owned approximately 338 million televisions and only 27 million of which were smart TVs. Now, this is hoping to connect people up and really pump those sales as well. Now, Baker said the app was intended to cater to families gathering around their high-definition smart TVs, only in the United States market. But they did say that this is a new way for people to plan their vacations, search what they need, and really connect up with the parks. As they have said, this is a way for families to bring the Walt Disney World Vacation Club, Cruise Lines, Alumni, and more Even more exposure. So now you can get this, as I mentioned once again, for your smart TVs through the LG store in April. And right now you can get it through the Samsung smart TV apps. Now, keeping on with the Walt Disney World parks and resorts, how about peeps coming to the Walt Disney World resort? That's right, the Peep Tastic Easter is coming from April 16th through the 23rd, a celebration by thousands of free peeps marshmallows that are going to be inspired. During that week, guests are going to be treated to complimentary peeps, marshmallow chicks, upon their check-in to the resorts, with special appearances by the Easter Bunny and more. And this is going to be taking place at the Walt Disney World Resort Swan and Dolphin Hotel, and will experience many Easter fun for the peep Easter week. Now, they're going to have a variety of different things, and the Epcot Resort Area Hotel's annual Glow-in-the-Dark Easter Egg Hunt is going to be there as well, a favorite for kids, which has a variety of Easter-themed activities, including an Easter Egg Hunt, Easter egg races, a bunny hop relay, arts and crafts, meet and greets with the Easter bunnies, and more. Now, this is taking place, as I already mentioned, coming up, kicking off on Sunday, April 20th. Now, there's going to be a variety of different things with Disney character appearances and more. Now, if you want to find out more about how you can stay at this resort and be part of the Peeptastic Easter at the Walt Disney World Swan and Dolphin Hotel, you can check the rates at $189 a night, or you can call them at 1-800-227-1500 and make sure to enter peeps in order to get all the fun from the peep-tastic Easter. Now as we continue to press along here in news, I am feeling pretty, pretty sick all of you heads, I'm going to try to keep pushing news as much as I can here before I cut it short. But how about the Walt Disney World Resort adding character dining to Star Wars Weekends? Yes, you may have seen it posted all over a variety of different Walt Disney World websites, podcasts, and more, but I'm going to say it as well. Now for Disney guests and Star Wars fans seeking for a little bit more at the Walt Disney World Resort, They've added two new dining experiences for Star Wars weekends. That's right, the Star Wars weekends dining experience may be booked beginning March 26th, this past week, yesterday. Now, these Star Wars character dining meals are available for a limited time, and they're going to run May 4th all the way through June 15th. Now, both dining experiences take place at the Disney Hollywood Studios and the theme parks home to the Star Wars weekends. Now, Star Wars weekends are kicking off from May 16th through June 14th. Now, the character dining experiences may be booked during the week as well as during Star Wars weekends, so you can get a little bit extra. You're gonna have Jedi Mickey's Star Wars Dine at the Hollywood and Vine. You're also gonna have the Star Wars Dine-In Galactic Breakfast and many others. I am very excited for this, so definitely check them out. They are going to be kicking off, as I mentioned, through the week and through the weekends, so definitely stay tuned for those. Now, as we push away from the parks and get to the small screen and Disney Channel stars, and we all know Bella Thorne. Yes, most popular for playing CC on Shake It Up. Well, the Disney star is going to be entering the Amityville House of Horrors. Yes, the scary Amityville House of Horrors is one of the most famous and brutal stories of murder and suspense that they have chosen Bella Thorne of Shake It Up and Disney Channel fame to play the role of one of the girls who's tormented by all the phenomena such as visions of pigs with glowing eyes, ooze seeping from the walls flashbacks of murders and more and the amityville horror house was inspired by the true story of ronald DeFeo jr who murdered six family members of his family in the house in 1974. now the next people to move into the building were tormented by paranormal happenings and moved out six months later so this is a reboot of the franchise but now uh, disney channel stars are going to be going a little bit creepy And since we are talking about Disney Channel stars, how about Emily Osment? Now, we all know Emily Osment from Hannah Montana fame, and now she's going to be debuting in an all-new ABC family sitcom, Young and Hungry. Yes, with so many different things happening, Emily Osment is now playing an all-new cooking graduate. Yes, a culinary graduate, and she is going to move over with the all-new ABC Family channel show Young and Hungry, playing a young woman aspiring chef who finds herself hired by a tech multi-millionaire played by Jonathan Sadowski. Now, the first trailer of the ABC Family's newest sitcom, it looks like your standard ABC sitcom you know, kind of style, but it is available on YouTube and more, and it's going to stay in vain with a lot of things that they already have, like Melissa and Joey and many others. So, if you are an Emily Osment fan, this is a way to do it. So all of you D-heads, I I am really feeling sick here. As you can tell, I'm struggling to get through the news, so I'm going to give you one more tidbit before I release the reins to the D-team and drink down some vitamin C. So how about Season 2 of the Mickey Mouse Shorts to debut on Disney Channel April 11th? That's right, Season 2 of Mickey Mouse, the multiple Emmy and Annie Award-winning comedy shorts, spotlighting Disney's number one star, Mickey Mouse, are gonna debut on Friday, April 11th at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on the Disney Channel, on the Watch Disney Channel app and many others. And since it debuted in June of 2013, the series has reached over 100 million total viewers in the United States and currently airs in 160 countries in 33 languages. Now, season two of the shorts are gonna feature Mickey, many silly situations, Donald, Daisy, Goofy, Pluto and many other once again. Now, the San Francisco set for the season opener is called Cable Car Chaos, with Mickey and Minnie Must Stop a Runaway Cable Car as it careens through the city's famous streets. Now, these Mickey Mouse shorts have proven to be very popular, and Season 2 is kicking off April 11th. So, all of you heads with that said, I'm sorry I'm cutting it short. It's a lot different of a show here this week, but I am under the weather. I know I've said it a million times. I am sorry. I'm just burning up, sore throat, many other things. So, before I let you go, I do want to mention that DizRadio.com is proudly sponsored by Pixie Vacations and the agents at Pixie Vacations can help you plan your Walt Disney World, Disneyland, and vacation by Disney and make it the most magical and memorable that you're going to have. Definitely check out all the agents at PixieVacations.com So all of you D-heads, with that said, I'm going to drink down some vitamin C as we continue to push on with show number 68 and gear up for our very special guest, Jay Thomas, stopping in here very shortly. We're going to continue to keep it warm, fun, magical, and kind of spring-centric. I'm in a mood where I just want to get out. I want to swim. I want to be in the ocean. I want to go to the Walt Disney World water parks and many other things. So I'm going to keep that vibe going all show long, all of you D-heads. So, I'm going to release the reins to Aaron as he's going to dip his hand in that virtual mailbag and answer all your questions with I Want to Know. We have Caitlin here with WDW and two and many other goodies. So, all of you D heads, with that said, I'm going to drink some vitamin C and I'll be right back.
3: I'm <laughs> you
7: Often their dealings with...
0: ...envelope to...
8: ...Davis and... Her. ...right
0: down that... Piece. Welcome to our very special look inside Disney's newest theme park, Disney's California Adventure, right next to Disneyland in California. Joining us tonight are Spin Cities' Barry Bostwick and Richard Kind. From Whose Line Is It Anyway, Colin Mockery and Brad Sherwood. From The Emperor's New Groove, Patrick Warburton. From General Hospital and Port Charles, Jackie Zeman, Nancy Lee Gron, John Ingle, Aaron Hershey, and Kiko Ellsworth. And a special appearance by the director of the Toy Story films and A Bug's Life, John Lasseter. And now, Disney's California Adventure.
6: Hey, this is John Morris, Andy from the Toy Story trilogy, and you're listening to Disney On Demand.
0: You have questions, we have answers. Let's dip our hands into the virtual mailbag and uncover the truth in I Want to Know.
7: Hey D-Heads, this is Aaron, and I'm back with another installment of I Want to Know. Took my son to see the new Muppet movie, Muppets Most Wanted, and if you love the Muppets, you'll love this movie. Check the D-Wire to read a spoiler-free review I wrote on the film. Well, let's reach into that virtual mailbag and see what questions we have for this week. First question is from Russ, and he writes, Hi Aaron, I have a question about how you answer questions. I'm always amazed at how you're able to find the answers to some of the most minute questions people ask. I'm hoping you can help me. I'm working on a Disney-related project. As part of that project... I am trying to find out all of the boat names for the boats on Pirates of the Caribbean. I have all of the names, but one in four that I have are unconfirmed. I sat in the queue a couple times and got most of the boats. I have searched and searched online and have filled in most, but still a couple short. Any suggestions on where I could look to find those names? Well, thanks for the compliments. Russ has assembled an impressive collection of boat names. A few of the interesting names are number 43, Blackbeard, number 9, Calico Jack, number 32, Captain Kidd, and number 19, Captain Maywaring. The names you're looking for, us are number 1, Amelia, and number 4, Josette. I use a lot of sources, including Google, to find the information I need to answer questions. Some of the best sources I have found are Disney websites and forums. The best info comes from fellow Disney nerds. I found the boat names on Mousepad from Mouse Planet. Well, I hope that helps you with your research, Russ. Our next question is from Thommy, and he writes, Diz on Demand, I was listening to a few of your archives since I'm a new D-head. In doing so, I had many questions come up, but the one I will ask this time is about a magic show. There was a magic show that was televised from the Magic Kingdom or something. I can't recall the name, nor can I find anything on it. I do remember they made the castle disappear though. It was maybe late 80s or 90s. Thank you. Well, first off, I want to welcome you and thanks for listening. The show you're referring to is Disney's Magic in the Magic Kingdom. From February 12, 1988, the illusionists Siegfried and Roy made Sleeping Beauty Castle disappear. The special also featured George Burns, Harry Anderson, John Ratzenberger, and many others. There's not a lot of info out there on this special, but I did find a few YouTube clips. Looking forward to more of your questions. Well, our final question this week is from Scott DeWire of Texas, and he writes, Aaron of the team, I'll be heading to the parks this year, and it got me thinking about my past trips. How many times has Spaceship Earth been voiced? How many have done it? Also, in the American Adventure... How many times, or maybe it never had been, the end movie with Golden Dreams been recut? Well, Spaceship Earth has been narrated four different times. The original narrator was Lawrence Dobkin, then Walter Cronkite, then Jeremy Irons, and finally the current narrator is Judy Dench. As far as The American Adventure, I think it's amazing. The American Adventure takes guests on a trip through America's history, is narrated by audio-animatronic figures of Benjamin Franklin and Mark Twain. The show is presented in a theater-like auditorium with sets and characters rising out from the stage to represent scenes from different historical periods. The characters provide insight into American life of the past through conversations in which they discuss the current events of their time. Periods include the Revolutionary War, the Civil War, the Centennial International Exhibition of 1876, which represents American industrialization, and the Great Depression. The presentation culminates with Golden Dreams, a musical film montage representing famous moments and people in American history from post-World War II to present. In 1993, the attraction was updated with all new animatronics and a new version of the theme song. In mid-2007, about 45 seconds of footage were added to the end of Golden Dreams' montage, the first updating since the 1993 innovation. The most notable addition is the brief footage of NYPD and New York Fire Department rescue crews after the September 11, 2001 terrorist attacks on the World Trade Center. It's truly emotional, and I love this attraction. Well, D-Heads, that concludes another installment of i want to know thanks for the great questions and keep them coming send all your questions or comments to Aaron erin at dizradio.com. make sure to include your name and city so i can give you credit and remember d heads laughter is timeless imagination has no age and dreams are forever we'll see you next week d heads
8: Back in the early part of the century, the great magicians like Houdini, Thurston, and Dante packed their illusions on trains and toured the United States, working their magic in any city that had a theater and a hotel, and even some that didn't. For tonight's show, over 1,800 pounds of illusions, equipment, and magicians needed to be transported here from every corner of the globe. Some, like Princess Tenko and her troupe, traveling all the way from Tokyo, more than 10,000 miles to reach the Magic Kingdom. And as far as accommodations go, the Disneyland Hotel provides all the special attention magicians require.
6: And would you prefer one queen-size bed or two singles?
0: (laughs) Well, this is it. It's time for Siegfried and Roy to make the castle disappear. Sleeping Beauty has been sleeping in there for the last 70 years. I used to take her out dancing.
6: (laughs) Do you remember the first time you saw Sleeping Beauty? I was five years old, and I refused to leave the theater. I couldn't figure out why my parents chose to live in Walnut Creek, California, when they could have lived in the enchanted forest. For months, I dreamt that I'd wake up and look out of the bedroom window, and instead of staring into my neighbor's garage, I'd be overlooking Sleeping Beauty's castle. Of course, I knew there's no way that dream could ever come true. Until I came to Disneyland.
0: Hey, D-Heads, you're listening to Disney On Demand, a new kind of Disney show.
3: Come, spread your golden wings, sail on freedom's wind, cross the sky. Great bird with your golden dreams, flying high. Promise now of your pioneers, America. America. Keep on flying now. Keep Keep your spirit free. Facing new frontiers. And so, my fellow Americans,
0: ask not what your country can do for you ask what you can do for your country. My fellow citizens of the world, ask not what America will do for you, but what together we can do for the freedom of man. I have a dream this afternoon that the brotherhood of man will become a reality in this day, with this faith.
8: Putting feet down two and a half, picking up some dust. More forward, more forward, drifting to the right a little. Contact light, okay, engine stop. We copy it down, Eagle. quality
6: base here, the Eagle has landed.
9: two. A quick rundown of what's happening in the parks. And do I have news for you! Brace yourself, Star Wars fans, because this year, for the first time ever, Mark Hamill, otherwise known as Luke Skywalker himself, will be making appearances at Star Wars Weekend in Hollywood Studios. On June 6th, 7th, and 8th, he'll be in the Legends of the Force motorcade, as well as a featured talk show. Make sure to find your parade spot early, as his appearance is sure to be popular. On Sunday, May 4th, Epcot will be hosting a Perfect Petals Brunch featuring the Disney collection by Vera Bradley. This event will highlight the release of the brand new print, Mickey's Perfect Petals, as well as an appearance by Barbara Bradley Backard, the co-founder of Vera Bradley. Tickets are $125, and Epcot admission is also required. Disney parks are celebrating some important milestones this year. The Carousel of Progress and It's a Small World attractions are both celebrating their 50-year anniversaries. On April 10th, a very special global sing-along will be featured on ABC's Good Morning America, in honor of the happiest crews that ever sailed the seven seas. All five Disney resorts across the world will be a part of the It's a Small World sing-along, as well as everyone who wishes to sing along at home or upload their version of the classic song to smallworld50.com. On this new website, you have the opportunity to record and upload your own sing-along version of It's a Small World and create virtual Small World dolls to send to friends. In 1964, the attraction opened at the World's Fair as a tribute to UNICEF's work with children across the world. And in honor of this special connection, Disney will be donating $150,000 to UNICEF. We couldn't be prouder of the legacy Walt created through the It's a Small World attraction, and we are so happy to see it being celebrated in this way. Thanks for listening, and until next time, don't forget, you can fly.
6: I met him in a swamp down in Dagobah, where it babbles all the time like a giant carbonated soda, S-O-D-A soda. I saw the little wren sitting there on a log, I asked him his name and in a raspy voice he said Yoda, Y-O-D-A, yoda. yo 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 yo. This is Leanna Creel, uh, formerly Tori Scott. I guess not formally. Like, can we do it again? I still am. It's, it's still going on. Oh uh, wait, can I start again? Hi, this is Leanna Creel, otherwise known as Tori Scott from Saved by the Bell, and you're listening to Disney On Demand.
1: All right, LVD head. So I'm back once again. Thank you, D team, for stopping in with Aaron and Caitlin and answering all those questions. And I want to know. And Caitlin giving us the latest scoop with the Walt Disney World Resort. Thank you, D-Team, for stopping in. And remember, you can always connect up with the D-Team right there on our website at disradio.com. Just go to the D-Team page, and you can connect up with them right there through the website. Thank you, D-Team, for stopping in. So, all of you D-Heads, as we get ready for the one and only Jay Thomas to be stopping in here very shortly, I must apologize once again for the shorter show. I am completely under the weather. I am as sick as a dog here this week. I mean, not only is it technically officially spring, we had snow here in the last couple of weeks and many other things, and now I'm sick. So, you know, I'm hoping to battle this cold and get through it all. So bear in there with me, all of you D-heads, but I did want to bring you a fantastic show and give you that spark of magic from your lifetime of Disney once again. And, you know, spark that fun, that smile, that imagination for the weekend. So before I gear up, before I take some drinks here, get some vitamin C into my system, and gear up for Jay Thomas to be stopping in here shortly, I do want to remind you all that I will be heading down to the Walt Disney World Resort the week of May 7th through the 12th definitely connect up with me drop me your emails because I'm going to have a limited number of I'm a D head pins and swag on hand all you have to do is connect up with me And it's free for the taking. So definitely drop me that email. Many of you have already dropped your emails to me. And this may turn into a DizRadio.com meeting or grouping. I'm not sure yet. But continue to drop your emails to me, DizRadio at gmail.com. And let me know when you want to connect up, which day, when you want to connect up, and many other things. So remember, we will be down there. And if you want to hear yourself here on the show, we want to get you on. We're going to have our digital recorder right there on location to interview many of you d heads and maybe get some shout outs from the walt disney world resort for all the d heads out there so remember connect up with us the week of may 7th through the 12th now another thing i do want to address is also we are going to have the stop the fundraiser that was taking place this weekend. We are officially pushing that back by two months, just because some scheduling with many of the different stars, actors, voice actors that were partaking in this, we had to work around their schedules, so we are pushing it back until June, so we will send out that official release sometime in the next week or so. So, get ready for that as well. We had to push it back. You know, we want to make sure that this is jam-packed with lots of stars for you, so we're pushing it back a little bit so we can help with the scheduling. So, all of you D-Heads, with that. Like I said, I apologize for the short show here this week. I am just sick. I am so under the weather. I almost thought about just skipping this week, as many of you D-heads have told me online, but... I had to bring you a show. So anyways, sit back, relax. We have Lexi stopping in, our D-team member from Down Under, and she's going to be giving us a little bit more about our very special guest, Jay Thomas, with the Hollywood Walk. And we've been working through the technical difficulties, and fear not, I think they are fixed. So is going to be taking it away very soon, and the next time you hear me, after I get some vitamin C in my system, I'm going to be chatting with the comedian, the man, the actor, Jay Thomas. Be right back, all of you D-heads. Take it away, Lexi.
3: I've always loved the idea of summer and sun and all things hot. Really?
1: I'm guessing you don't have much experience with
3: heat. Nope. But sometimes I like to close my eyes and imagine what it'd be like when summer does come. (sighs) The Kids, Kids will blow down the lion fuzz And I'll be doing whatever snow does in summer My drink in my hand My snow up against the burning sand Probably getting gorgeously tanned in summer I'll finally see a summer breeze blow away a winter storm And find out what happens to solid water when it gets warm But I can't wait to see what my buddies all think of me. Just imagine how much cooler cooler I'll be in summer. Ah, The hot and the cold are both so intense. Put them together, it just makes sense. Winter's a good time to stay in and cuddle. But put me in summer and I'll be a happy snowman when life gets rough I like to hold on to my dream I'm relaxing in the summer sun just letting off steam oh the sky will be blue and you guys will be there too when I finally do what frozen things do in summer I'm gonna tell him don't you dare in summer
7: one, two, two
0: Let's start those projectors and look at this week's Hollywood walk.
5: This week's special guest is an American actor, comedian and radio talk show host. Hmm, I think he and our very own Jonathan Johnson may have something in common. (laughs) By the way, I would like to mention that every week I am always impressed by our guests. Disney really does have the most talented and dedicated men and women in their family. I just hope that one day I can join that Disney family. And not a week goes by where I do not appreciate being part of the D-Team because I am so lucky to get to know a little bit more about Disney each week. So, this week's special guest is Mr. J. Thomas. You have seen him in a range of American classics, from things like Cheers, Murphy Brown, the Santa Claus movies, and even Mr. Holland's opus. Now, these are just a few things that he is known for. So, onto to some background information. This week's special guest is from Texas, and was raised in an Italian-American family. And I read that his parents were involved in performance, as his mother was a tap-dancing southern Louisiana belle. Reared in New Orleans, Jay was always active in sports and performing. Now, this week's special guest was incredibly active. That probably explains why he has done so much in his career. Not only did Jay box, wrestle, and play football, but he also ran track and loved to perform in talent shows. As time went on, this week's special guest became a sports announcer and a DJ in college. And here's something you also should know. Jay started out as a stand-up comedian in New Orleans. Wow. Now, after college, Jay definitely did not slow down. What do you know? New York City came calling, and this week's special guest continued his career as a DJ, comic, and even began to act an off-Broadway theatre. Now, that saw him make a mixture of drama and comedy. On the small screen, Jay has been in so many wonderful comedies. Get this! Jay's first TV role was actually in the much-loved Mork & Mindy, where he played the deli owner. Now I absolutely love that show, I can't believe how funny the storylines are and of course Robin Williams is an incredible comedian himself. Now Jay's other roles are on great classics like Cheers and here he played Eddie Lebec and also Murphy Brown where Jay played Jerry Gold. And Get this this week's special guest even won a Primetime Emmy Award for Outstanding Guest Actor in a Comedy Series twice in 1990 and 1991. Now, Jay's talents are also in the realm of talk show comedy because he is a guest star in The Late Show with David Letterman during the Christmas season. And here he's part of a Lone Ranger skit. And it's very popular indeed. Now Jay has also lent his voice to characters like Barry Anger on Teacher's Pet, Ares in Hercules, a guard in the Batman series, and also a bull seal in the Wild Thornberries. (laughs) That's too cool. Now on the big screen, Jay has definitely made his mark. For us D-heads, we can see this week's special guest in the Santa Claus movies. Two and three to be exact, as the lovable Easter Bunny. Now, when we had The Tooth Fairy on the show a while back, I let you all know about my special childhood connection with these films. Well, the same still stands for the Easter Bunny because he is a classic and I know that every kid has their own image of what an Easter Bunny must look like. And let's just say that Jay played a fantastic and memorable role that helped to make the movie the much loved childhood favourite that it is. Now, outside of Disney, Jay has lent his talents to characters in Mr. Holland's Opus where he played the football coach and friend to the music teacher, Richard Dreyfus. He has also been in movies like A Smile Like Yours, so talk about diversity. When he is not working on the big or small screens, this week's special guests love to act on stage. During his career, Jay has worked with Woody Allen and so many other fantastic stage legends. He has even worked at Caroline's in New York City and the Bellagio in Vegas. Now that's incredible. So where does Jay's talent stop? Well, get this, there is no sign of this week's special guest talent coming to a halt. He even has his own radio show, the Jay Thomas Talk Show, and this airs daily. It's definitely worth checking out. Now critics have said that Jay isn't afraid to voice his opinion and is definitely not afraid to make fun of himself. Now I think that that is a great attitude to have to life in general. So that's fantastic! So with all this talent and with all the humility in the world to be able to laugh at himself from time to time, Disney is definitely lucky to have Jay Thomas as part of the family. So thank you Jay Thomas Disney would not be the same without.
0: First clause. Oh,
3: oh, oh. You killed
6: him.
0: Did not change the face of the holidays.
6: It's the Santa Claus.
0: The second clause proposed a challenge. I've gotta get married. Yes, it's Mrs. Claus. I don't think there's a woman out there who doesn't want a piece of this. This time, Christmas is getting Jack.
1: Jack
6: frost you are hereby charged with attempting to upstage santa claus in a manner that is both willful and malicious excuse me did you just accuse me of being skillful and delicious i'm tired of playing second fiddle i'm going to be santa claus jack
1: you gotta let this go you get tv specials and the postage stamps and the the army of toy building yes men what do i get you runny noses and some dead citrus. This
0: holiday season, the most powerful clause of all the escape clause. The escape clause.
3: The escape clause.
0: Will be triggered. Ah! Sending everyone back in time. Ho oh, oh, ho oh. ho. Somebody's on the roof.
3: Hey yo! Oh, 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 oh. That coat belongs to me. And it
0: will knock one Santa out
3: hit me with a
0: shovel and let another slip in you tricked me you're not santa anymore
3: you're just a guy who smells like a
0: cookie this is so wrong on november 3rd we'll call christmas frostmas the future of the holidays will be at stake i've done it what have you done and the final chapter will begin in the greatest Santa story ever told.
4: I'm going to make everything good
3: again.
0: Walt Disney Pictures presents ah, Disney. Tim Allen. Give me a status report.
3: Your pants are on fire.
0: Yes, they are. Martin Shore. I'm Jack Frost.
3: OK, OK, chill. I invented chill. Hey, Mom.
0: Santa Claus 3, the escape clause. Ho,
3: ho,
0: ho! Lights, camera, action! It's time for this week's Disney On Demand
1: special guest! All right, all of you Disney fans, you tuned in for another magical installment of Disney Blues, Disney On Demand. And with us here this week, as we bring you all the magic and memories from your lifetime of Disney, we have somebody who you may know from a variety of different things, whether that's Mr. Holland's Opus, Dragonfly, the Easter Bunny, and Santa Claus 2 and 3. You may also know him as the voice of the Jay Thomas Show, comedian, and more. We have none other than Jay Thomas stopping in here this week. Welcome to Disney On Demand.
8: Hey, thank you very much. Um, it's funny. uh how many shows I, I did for for Disney? Now that you mentioned him, I, I think Mr. Holland's Opus was was distributed by what Buena Vista, which is was Disney or is Disney or whatever. And then the Easter Bunny movies, and uh, I think a long time ago I did something really awful called Encino Woman about the woman that was frozen and came back to life. Um, yeah, so it's pretty funny. Um, yeah, and, and, you mentioned SiriusXM, uh, that's really all they care about. So we're in good shape, I guess.
1: Well, you know, you know, it is our pleasure having you on. I mean, the kind of thing where, you know, people have seen your face, they've heard your voice, and a variety of different things. Now, you originally got your start in radio, then moved on to acting, and, and much more. So I guess, what uh you know, how did you get uh into that place? I guess what led you down the road of radio and then, you know, finally pursuing acting?
8: Uh I was born in Texas but raised in in New Orleans, Louisiana, and um it's a very funny place, uh New Orleans and South Louisiana. Uh it's a it's a very bawdy uh place. Everybody thinks about it as Mardi Gras and and drinking and jazz and all that. But the people down there, um and, and I'll tell you, my mother used to say in her Deep southern accent. Oh my God, John, with that big fat mouth of yours, you better get into show business. And that would send most people into therapy, right? Um <laughs> but I heard that my entire life. And I was just told since I was a little boy that I was supposed to do something with this big fat mouth of mine. And I always acted silly and drove my parents crazy and um was in every play as a kid but then i became an athlete and and really got sidetracked for a long time and just wanted to um and it was football and i ran track and wrestled and stuff but i'm not a big guy i'm only like you know five seven and a half and and you know weigh about 160 pounds but i played football for a long time and ended up being a a small college quarterback and wanted to coach and got into sports announcing and Somewhere in there, I became a disc jockey in in Panama City, Florida, then Pensacola, then Knoxville, then Nashville, oh, my God, then Jacksonville and Charlotte, North Carolina. And the whole time, in the back of my mind, I was not going to stay in show business. I was going to uh, either coach or be a sports announcer, and if that didn't work out, I was going to be an attorney. I was going to go to law school. And when I graduated from college – I went to the Florida law school for orientation. And when I saw how thick the books were and how difficult it was going to be, I called my boss back in Jacksonville and I said, "Oh my god, you know, um he says, "Well, how much money do you do we pay you here?" And I said, "Oh, I I made 25,000 or something." He goes, "You know how long it'll take you to make that as a lawyer? Get back here." And I I went back and that was it. And and um the acting, how did that come about? Um, I was in North Carolina working and doing really well, and a lot of companies were offering me big city jobs. Uh, L.A. was one and, and New York was the other. And I was watching some sitcoms, and um, it wasn't a i I don't even know which one it was, but I remember turning to my then wife and I said, you know, I can do that. I think I could do this because I'd acted in high school and college. And so um, I took the job in New York. I wrote a phony resume, I gave myself a master's degree from Yale in theater, and wrote all of these incredible credits for myself, Shakespeare, and unknown movies that no one could ever check, and plays and everything else, and I started going to auditions, and then um, uh, was a stand-up comic uh, at a place called The Improv, and there was Catch a Rising Star, and I would do stand-up, and I would do the radio. So I kind of acted and pretended I was an actor before I was an actor. That's how I. That's how I got in.
1: <laughs> you know, and that's the kind of thing too. Like you said, you know, you were acting before you were an actor, and you know, it, it seemed it seemed to work for you. You know, it's the kind of thing where now here you are, and everybody, you know, they know your face, they know your voice, and they've seen you everywhere. So I guess uh, you know, with something like that nowadays. Uh, you know, I think that would be impossible to be able to pull off, uh, something like that on a resume now.
8: Yeah. Because of the internet and everything else. And I mean, you know, it's funny, I still have some lies uh, on my, you know, IMDB and, um, and I've had to, you know, I, I take them off and stuff. Um, I, I will tell you that, um, I did get caught, um, by some director asking me about the Yale Drama school, which is where Meryl Streep had gone and, and, uh, all these famous actors had gone and he started asking me questions and I couldn't answer them. And I got so nervous that right when he was about to catch me completely and, and I began to cry. And, and he said, why are you, what, what happened? And I, and, and he had mentioned some professor and I said, oh, you just mentioned, um, Professor Johansson. You know, he died this morning, which was a lie. And it upset this director so much that he didn't know that his friend or teacher at Yale had died that he forgot to continue questioning me. And I was truly crying. I was weeping. And I just snuck out of that audition. And, of course, the man wasn't dead. And the director found that out. It didn't didn't hurt me. but um, But that was the first time I'd ever cried <laughs> in an audition. And I started going to some acting classes and saying, you know, I better kinda of know how to do this stuff professionally because I was a bit of a raw nerve. And um and I did take formal classes and and and, and really started doing a lot of off Broadway dramas and comedies. And then the first show I did was um was and Mindy, uh which was on A B C at the time. Um and um yeah, so so yeah i uh you know a lot a lot of stuff also you know you meet people all the time, they try their best, and they're they're kind of not good at it, you know i mean i wasn't good enough to be um uh, a a top notch athlete, and after a while, you realize that, and there's a lot of actors who don't realize it or a lot of singers who don't realize it, and you just have to decide, well, this is what I want to do anyway, and this is what i'm going to try to do, and as a sports guy, I would have either gotten into coaching or into um uh, sports announcer, but I could have never made it physically uh, uh, to the level I wanted to. I was just lucky that um, acting and radio and stuff, I, I was i was good at it. And people were saying I was good at it. And I became known as a special guy, shock jock or whatever it was. I mean, even Howard Stern says that before he started what he was doing, they used to listen to me when I first went to New York. And,
9: you know, I was nuts.
8: I was completely, I could hear less what I said about anybody or to anybody. And, um, uh, that didn't help me as an actor, but it sure helped me as a, as a radio announcer.
1: Well, you know, and, uh, you know, being with a radio announcer, like you said, and just going out there and shocking everybody, you know, that's also with, uh, comedy and doing stand-up comedy and that, is that something that you really enjoy doing? Just getting the live reaction from people right there, right away, seeing the reactions on their faces?
8: You know, um, back, back when I was starting, Don Rickles was, was my idol, a bad idol, um, Attack humor, and I didn't really understand what he was doing, you know. So I would go on stage, and I would, you know, begin attacking people. And the reason why was when I was a kid, I was small or whatever, had a big mouth or big ears or whatever, and people make fun of me. So psychologically, I guess I would attack them with humor before they could do anything to me. And and I learned you don't, you can't open with that. You got to wait a few five minutes, be self-deprecating, and and so my stand-up. Here we go again. I knew I wasn't special. You know, you had Robin Williams. um, You, you had Eddie Murphy. uh, When I'm starting out, you, you know, Larry David, by the way, uh started out, or I started out with him. And, and he was like a Woody Allen type character. And he would not be getting laughs after five or ten minutes. And he would just slink off the stage. And he was a great writer, but not a great stand-up. Um, I didn't work with uh, with Jerry Seinfeld, but um, the Wayne's brothers, all these guys were around, and I began to realize that I'm really a better MC and a better disc jockey, um, and I was also acting. And I said, you know, all these comics would love to have the jobs I'm getting. They'd like to be acting. They'd love to be on the radio. And so I stopped doing stand up because it was nerve wracking, and I'm really more of an MC. You put me in a room with two thousand people. And let me introduce comedians, um, and, and, and I'm much better than standing up and doing 30 minutes. So, so I'm more of an MC than a, than a stand up. Um, and, and stand ups love me and we have a great time. But, um, they all, they, they have a fabulous back, you know, they, you know, uh, uh, they're like machines. And I never, you know, I, one, I could remember my act and two, I would get bored with it. And that's not what comics do. Some guys, it takes 10 years for them to put an hour together. And, um, you know, like Lewis Black has been around for years and years and years. And I saw Lewis in Canada maybe 15, 20 years ago. Nobody knew who Lewis Black was. And now, you know, he's, you know, on the Daily Show and you see him in concerts and everything else. And a lot of that stuff he does now, you know, he did 15, 20 years ago. So um, the stand-up world is much more of a theatrical production uh, than people realize it 's like it 's like writing a great play or a movie for these for stand ups and um that 's another talent i didn't i didn 't quite have but i did you know the radio 's fine and 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 my acting career's been good too
1: well, definitely, you know, and with the acting career, you know, you've been in so many different films, like I said, you know, like Mr. Holland's Opus and many others. And, of course, our Disney fans out there, you know, everybody may, you know, recognize you from great shows like Shake It Up, as well as the Easter Bunny and the Santa Claus 2 and 3. Um, I guess, I guess what was it like, uh, you know, for them, uh, you know, donning this Easter Bunny suit, uh, you know, especially making, uh, you know, comedic jokes about, uh, you know, your little droppings and pebbles and other things? Is that something that uh, you still get a chuckle from?
8: uh Michael Limbeck uh directed the Easter Bunny movies There were there were uh three of them and um Tim Allen um and I just knew each other from around when Santa Claus 2 came around I always joked that they they must have gotten to the teas and you know they called everybody nobody wanted to put this suit on it, it took 3 hours to put the makeup on and they had to stick all the stuff to me and then there were uh electronic um um, wires and stuff, even though it was, they could control it from off the set. They didn't want to take a chance with the signal being erupted. So I had all these wires attached to me that would move my nose, my ears, and show expression and stuff. And, um, so they call up and they go, do you want to spend, you know, a few weeks in, uh, Canada playing the Easter Bunny? And I said sure, and it took a month for them to build a suit. And I know the suit had to cost a hundred grand. And then every day I'd go to work, and it was three hours in the makeup chair. Um, and um, I think somewhere online might even be at jthomas.com. I think you can see me getting getting the makeup. And then it would take an hour and a half to get it off. And Tim Allen, same thing. It's hours to put the Santa Claus outfit on. The fat suit, the fat cheeks, and all of that, and the you know the double chin and everything, and then take up those are the worst parts of of doing those kind of movies. But once I got in the outfit, and this is on camera. I mean, my Easter Bunny said horrible things to people as I hopped around the, <laughs> the set, and there were little kids, kid little kids on the set, little extras who played the elves. They would follow me everywhere I went because I was you know this big giant wrap it in this outfit and i couldn't take the head there was no taking the head off it was stuck to my face and i would have to eat with it and i would get you know the um you know food in my whiskers i mean it was it was nuts. and then the next year they called back and said you want to do it again and i told my agent i said i do but i need a raise i said this is you know this was rough so, um, they gave me more money and I played the Easter Bunny twice. And, um, you know, I have it on my acting reel, which is kind of funny. Uh, but my best line from Easter Bunny was they were all talking about their uh, the problems with their children, Santa Claus was. And I said, well, uh, Santa, I have 30,000 offspring all in private school. And they got this huge laugh and, you know, they kept it. And I would make jokes about, um, yeah, the Easter Bunny droppings all over the set, and and uh, that my children would mispa- mistake it for candy and stuff. And they kept some of that stuff. So it was really—I don't even know there was much of a script for the Easter Bunny, and they just let me uh, run with it. Tim Allen was, you know, fantastic. And Mr. Holland's Opus and the Easter Bunny run every Christmas, you know, forever and ever. So, uh, Mr. Holland's Opus is one of those inspirational, uh, films that they run, you know, at the holidays. So that's kind of cool, you know, um, no matter where I am, I'll live forever on that stuff, you know.
1: Definitely, you know, and, you know, you've already, you know, have a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame for radio and many other things, and that's going to lead us to, you know, what you do now with Sirius and Sirius XM with the Jay Thomas show, um, you know, you know, wildly popular, everybody loves it. I guess, uh, how did that come about? And, uh, you know, I guess, how do you like having a show now that is truly 100% it's the Jay Thomas show?
8: You're exactly correct. I, I had played music. And 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 I I believe in making a living. And so I played records and I was an actor uh and had, you know, television shows and and Cheers and Murphy Brown and um a show called Love and War and I still I like the last season I was on Ray Donovan. I did the Easter Bunny movies while I was at Sirius. Um I did I've done two or three movies, um, you know, while I'm working in series, I do all of those on my vacation. It's so weird because I don't want to ever interrupt the paycheck on Friday. And, and that's really not what most actors, uh, do. And theater and everything else, I still try and try to keep my hand in. But about 10 years ago, this new crazy thing where they put satellites up and it was going to broadcast wireless from a satellite and you didn't have to change the channel anywhere in the world. And my agent calls me up and says, you know, I know you're tired of playing records and listening to program directors. They will just let you uncensored go on this channel. And I said, well, how many people are are subscribed? And he said, hardly any. They're just starting, you know, maybe a couple hundred thousand or something. We don't even know how many would be listening. And so I said, that's insane. That's like working in, you know, Pensacola or something. What I didn't know was uh, he also manages Howard Stern, my, my agent. He had already made a deal for Howard. And and the day that Howard signed, um, and for that next year, even before he went on the air, six million people signed up for Sirius Radio. And that's the power of Howard. Of course, I had hated Howard for years. He had beat me in the ratings. He'd replaced me in New York. i had the same agent as Howard. So Howard would replace me. My agent would get me six months severance and get me another job that Howard would beat me at again. It was crazy. Of course, I'm playing this ridiculous records, you know, hip hop or dance or top 40 and everything else. And Howard's over there just talking, right? And so, um, and saying how he admired me and loved me and everything else. And he would just, you know, beat me like a, you know, like a stepchild. And so I get on serious. They announce Howard and the whole world changes. And so now we have um, 22 or 25 million subscribers. And I do a show on Howard's uh, channel uh on Friday afternoons from, like, 2 until 5 Eastern time. And I do my regular show on a channel called 104 from 3 until 6 Eastern time. And, yeah, it's uncensored. It's fun. And I, um, uh, you know, I, I just it's, – it's the boon – uh, of my existence now, it's it's like, I, I just have so much fun going to work and, um, you know, I'll make fun of you when I get to work today, as soon as I can get there, I'll make, I'll make fun of you. Um, and people call up and we have truck drivers and traveling salesmen and people at their computers and, um, kind of serious was there before, you know, Pandora and, and before a lot of the, you know, internet stuff. And so we're in every car they make now. Um, so for me personally, you are correct. It it is the the top of the line as far as being a broadcaster. Um, for me, uh, it's the most fun I've ever had, and you don't get in trouble because if, when you pay for something, you know, if if we say something you don't like, I mean nothing libelous, but if we say something off color or whatever, you know, you paid your fourteen dollars a month. You know, you know, you can turn it off if you want. You know, there's no FCC. Um, there's no one to really complain to. You know. And and um and we have a great time. Really wonderful time. It's fun. And Howard and I become great friends. So, so there you go. <laughs> well, you know, we know that you're busy. A lot
1: of different things going on with the Jay Thomas Show and many other things. But, you know, I guess in closing, you know, everything you've done from your career, like I said, so many different things. Movies, you know, voice work with American Dad, the Jay Thomas Show, and so much more. Is there anything you would like to close with for all your fans out there who are Jay Thomas fans?
8: Well, you know what, um... Uh, I'm certainly not a kid anymore, but I, I started saying this a long time ago. Um, and you know, listen, I joke about it, but I, I got married really young. Um if you go online and see I had a child and I ended up giving him up for adoption and my and he's back with us now and he's my oldest son and his mom and dad who uh adopted him were wonderful. Then I got married again and so I did everything I could to um to to deny what I was supposed to be. And and I say this to my children now, do everything you want to do, and maybe when you're old, it could be 35 or 40 or whatever, if you're not where you're supposed to be or where you think you should be, that's when you decide to start settling down and stuff. But I think you should use all of your youth, all of your, you know, all of your energetic times to absolutely attempt, and you must work every day, you can't, you know, get stoned and lay around the house all day, you've got to go to work every day and really attempt to do the thing that you've always dreamed about. Sometimes it doesn't happen, but something else will happen that you'll be amazed by. And success really in anything feels as good as the success you, you dreamed about. But we do a lot of things to stop ourselves from from the road we're supposed to take. And and I just think that keep that in the back of your mind and explain it to people. Say, listen, I'm I'm on this journey right now. And I'm really going to probably take it by myself. But you know, if you want to go a few a few years with me, we'll go. And and that probably is the only mistake I made in my life. It all turned out fine. But I I denied um, the original thing that my mother said with that big mouth of yours. You better figure out how to get the show business. And for a long time, I denied that. Even the becoming a lawyer thing, and maybe staying at disc jockey uh, longer than I, than I should have. So, um, and by the way, um, uh, for people that are listening that are in their 20s or whatever, you know, when you're 35 or 40, you don't feel any differently or think any differently than you did when you were 16. So, um, uh, and, and I guess people are going to live to be, hell, 100 years old soon. So, um, so that, that's my advice. Um, and the other one is try and live like you're on vacation. Uh, live a place that, you know, you want to be. And I don't know why people live in the freezing cold. I have no idea. But, um, so those are my two things. Um, uh, uh, go for it. You may not be correct, but go for it. Don't make anybody else miserable but yourself, and try and live like you're on vacation. How about that? <laughs>
1: Fantastic words to live by. So,
8: you know, Jay, it was it was our. Jonathan, you know, thank you in. very much, and and um, you know, um, uh, give me all the information. I'll let everybody at SiriusXM. Um, Know that I'm on this and tell them all about your show. I really appreciate it. Where are you? Where are you right now? Where are you physically located?
1: Uh, we are located in the Midwest, so we are right on the outskirts, right on the outskirts of Chicago.
8: Okay. Well, I'm in Santa Barbara, California, and in about an hour and a half, I'm going to walk half a block to my studio. It's about 75 degrees, and then I'm going to do my show. And then after my show is over, Jonathan, I'm going to walk 15 minutes to the beach. And I'm going to eat a sandwich overlooking the ocean. And that's going to be my day, Jonathan.
1: You know, and that's, that right there is the perfect close to a day. I would love to do that. I am a beach person myself. So I, I, every, every chance I get, I will get there. So,
8: and it only takes you, you know, like 30 years and three marriages and a few kids, but you'll make it. Okay, Jonathan?
1: <laughs> I will keep on pushing. You know, being a father of four, I will keep on pushing.
8: Are you really? Wow. Wow. Well, you're stuck in the Midwest. Have a great time. <laughs> you're there. You're there forever. Hey, Jonathan, thank you very much. I really appreciate you thinking of me. I really do. And thanks everybody for for listening. Thank you so much.
6: Fair necessity.
3: and plants, and take a glance at the fancy ants, well then maybe try a few, the bare necessities of life will come to you, they'll come to you, look for the bare necessities. a paw paw or a prickly pear and you prick a raw paw next time beware don't pick a prickly pear by the paw when you pick a pear try to use the claw but you don't need to use the claw when you pick a pear of a big paw paw have I given you a clue the bare necessities of life will come to you they'll come to you
6: And this is really lit Just try and relax Yeah Cool it Fall apart in my backyard Cause let me tell you something little britches. You act like that B-axe. Uh uh We're working way too hard and Don't spend your time Looking around There's something you want That can't be found When you find out, you can live without it and go along, not thinking about it. I'll tell you something true: the bare
3: necessities of life will come to you. They'll come to you. Look for the bare necessities, the simple bare necessities. Forget about.
0: This is EPCOT Center. EPCOT Center at Walt Disney World in Florida. Taking you on those magical journeys from your lifetime of Disney. It's Disney On Demand. Here's your host, Jonathan Johnson.
1: All right, LVD heads, so I'm back once again. I did make it through the show a little bit shorter, and uh, hopefully I do get better from this cold. But I do want to extend a very special thank you once again to the talented, the comedian, the man... Jay Thomas. Thank you for stopping in and sharing all your stories with us, including how you got your foot in the door with acting. And for all of you D-heads out there, definitely connect up with Jay Thomas by listening to The Jay Thomas Show on SiriusXM. You can hear him on Howard Stern and many other places. Look for him in some upcoming movies, TV shows, and more. Thank you, Jay Thomas, once again for stopping in. I'd also like to thank the D-team. Yes, Aaron, Caitlin, and Lexi for stopping in here this week. Thank you for adding that little bit of fun, that magic, and that something else for all the listeners to enjoy. Thank you, D-Team, and remember, you can connect up with the D-Team right there on our homepage on our official website. So, all of you D-heads, before I clue you in as to who's going to be stopping in next week as we officially jump into April, I do want to give you all the different ways you can stay connected here at the show, and first and foremost, you can always visit our official website at dizradio.com, that's DIZradio.com. There you can find our full list of past shows, the complete archives, the latest news blogs. Connect up with the D team and more right there on our homepage at dizradio.com, DIZradio.com. You can also connect up with us all over the social media outlets on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Disney on Demand. You can friend us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Blue, and that's B-L-U. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, Pinterest, and more. Just search Disney Blue, B-L-U, or Diz Radio. And remember, you can always connect up with us all over Stitcher and iTunes. Subscribe to the show and get it right there for you to enjoy in the palm of your hands. Just search Diz Radio and Disney Blue. So stay connected and continue to be a D-Head. So all of you D-Heads, with that said, as I continue to muster on and take some medicine here, I do want to let you know who's going to officially kick off April and show 69. And you better get ready because for many of you, it is somebody that has grown up alongside with you. You may remember Woody and Buzz and the whole Toy Story gang. They belong to one very special boy Yes, I'm talking about Andy And next week for show number 69 We have none other than John Morris The voice of Andy from all Three Toy Story films is going to be Stopping in here at the show Yes, John Morris was the one actor Who portrayed Andy in every single Toy Story film and he's going to stop in And share what it's like being part of this legacy This iconic role and being Part of the Toy Story franchise So get ready all of you D-heads So with all that said, all that fun, I did make it through the show even though I was sick. I apologize for such a shorter show here this week and not feeling good and under the weather, but I did want to bring you something good here this week, and Jade did deliver, as well as the D-Team. So all of you D-Heads, as I always mentioned, as time gets busy, as everything gets busy in our daily lives, from work, home, chores, and more, just take a moment, slow down, relax... And never neglect family for business. Until next week, D Heads, I will catch you online and uh, enjoy the weekend.
3: There's a smile on the face of tomorrow, like right the side of a friend.